1: Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. This is your weekly morning show where we talk to you all things technical, on-chain and fundamental about the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets. Today, we're going to be talking about how Bitcoin broke support over the weekend. It's currently sitting at $38,741 in change, setting a new lower low on the daily chart. And we're also going to be talking about a couple of very, very big stories. To start with, we're going to be looking at the Central African Republic of the Congo and how they did not exactly adopt bitcoin as legal tender but they also didn't not adopt bitcoin as legal tender we'll get to that you'll see what we're talking about we're also going to talk about how some people <clears throat> Goldbug peter schiff came out and accused michael saylor of selling his bitcoin michael saylor dispelled that and said hey if i did that i would have to file that with the sec i'm not a criminal so no i didn't sell bitcoin because i didn't disclose that i sold bitcoin so we're going to talk about that a little bit also we're going to talk about gpus and mining as the pos switch from ethereum gets gets closer. And we also need to talk a little bit more about Twitter, because Elon Musk could finalize his purchase of Twitter as soon as tonight. All of this is having an impact on the Bitcoin market, and we're going to discuss all of it and more in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. I am joined, as always, by T.A.
0: Tim. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing all right, guys. I'm I'm doing good. Had a weekend to rest at home. Long weekend, though. But I'm glad to be back in the crypto market. There's some cool things happening on the charts. I know people still think things are boring, but for all of technical analysts it's fun so i can't wait for the ta section today we're gonna talk a lot more about that but that's all i got for right now i'll see you in a bit
1: (sighs) absolutely well guys we're actually not joined by smay today instead today we are joined by zach who is definitely not high how are you doing zach
2: what's up guys how you doing definitely not high today so I,
1: that's I'm good. To know. That'd I'm That'd be a problem if you were. That's yeah, pretty good. That'd be, that'd be a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got my drugs right here, and just so you know, YouTube, I'm talking about a Monster Energy drink. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong. So don't take the channel down for that. You know, we could. We're allowed to make jokes. It's the 21st century. I, I think we
0: may have almost lost that right, but no,
1: we are. Tim, where is Smey? Where'd he go?
0: He is actually at NAB. Uh, North, what I said, North American Bitcoin it, he's <laughs> at National Association of Broad. That's what I thought when you said NAB oh, earlier. Oh, Gosh. No, he actually. Yeah, he got to. He got to go his dad his dad is really big in that field yeah so super cool a for him he's never been to las vegas before never gotten to meet a bunch of other major producers and technical directors but uh he's gonna make a lot of great relationships and i'm excited about because he he's already he already picked out a couple of the different sessions he wants to sit in so i'm excited about what he brings back for us to bring and put onto the show so get ready for the show to get some up Tick some uh, some cool new designs. Some tick of the up. It's going to be yeah. pretty great. Now,
1: something that I want to talk to you guys about are all of these green names. But, Zach, would, would you like to do the honor since it's normally our producer, Smay, that reads the green names? Do you know how to read the green names?
2: I don't even know if he showed me how to read the. Green I got guys. the green, I can do the green names. Okay, I got a, some I'll green, the green names, names here.
0: The greenest of names, Matt C. Ooh. I'm gonna kick it off with Matt C. Crypto Alchemist, Agent Gold. We got uh, Brad Geidel. Love me some Brad Geidel. Let's go Elliot Brad. Locke, Groovy. Adam Rourke, Sultan of Salt. Uh, Colin McDonald. Adam Rourke again. Uh, let me see here. Mike Markle. A, Mike Markle. Hey. Jeremy up, Shorter. Uh, crypto couple. JSO Burbeck. Uh, Adam Work again. Even though his name is blue, technically Kelly Kellum is also in chat. Kelly Kellum. Uh, Crypto Jump. There's no U there, but Crypto Jump. Um, man, I think. Let me make sure there's no Crypto Set Guy. Can't leave him out. Kenny R. Uh, Ricardo Venegas. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Maybe it. If I leave you out, I'll say your name later. And also shout out to
1: Mt2m Games. I've seen you in chat for years, my friend. It's been a while. Welcome, Crypto
0: Red Fox. I just saw Crypto Crypto Red Fox. Fox.
1: There's one, Dennis Dennis Pizarka's in chat. How you doing, Dennis? Yeah. Good to see you. I just noticed we got like the Star Wars fade going on between scenes. That was a. That's an interesting change. What's up with that? Um, special effects. effects. Special effects, guys. Guys. It's pretty cool. We got a pretty dope production team. They added a wipe. That's what that's called in production. Kenny R, also shout out to you, my friend. What we're going to do now, give me one second to get this up. Then we're going to jump on over to CoinMarketCap, talk about where the market is, where the market may be going, where the market has been, because over the last seven days, Bitcoin is down. Specifically, it's down 1.16% down 1.75% in the last 24 hours, sitting just shy of three quarters of a trillion dollars. Let's get some perspective here, guys. Bitcoin is down. The market capitalization of Bitcoin is down a $100 billion and everybody is very scared and everybody said, oh, no, Bitcoin's crashing. Well, let's just keep our let's keep our heads on. Let's think about this for a second. We're worried about Bitcoin going from $41,000 to $38,700 when if you you look at the history of Bitcoin, it wasn't five years ago when I got into the space that Bitcoin was trading at $2,800. In five years, this asset is up 1,300%. And it's not a Ponzi scheme, by the way. It's not up, let's see, 1,300 divided by five. It's not up 260% a year or let's divide that by 365 or 0.71% a day as a Ponzi scheme. We're not talking about BitConnect here, guys. We're talking about Bitcoin after it was already seven years old, maintained for the next five years, 0.71% growth every single day for over 1,300 days, that is re- or for over 1,000 days. That is absurd. That is absurd growth. We are in on the ground floor of an emerging market, and Bitcoin, in my opinion, will be worth over 40 to $50 trillion in the next few decades. I'm not talking about this decade, but I do think we're going to see a $100 trillion market capitalization on the cryptocurrency sector. It's not really a market. It's not really an industry anymore. It's more of a sector. We're probably going to see that in the next 20 years. Now, there is something very interesting going on here on CoinMarketCap. Biggest gainers. Elon buys Twitter. EBT. That's a pretty funny ticker symbol. EBT. Trading at 0.00001668 cents 000001668 It's up 7,200% in the last 24 hey, hours. Yo, hey, Jeff. What's up?
2: Uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch over to Timmy Boy for a second. Have you unplug and replug your uh, computers? You have a little little really? lag session. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you on
0: my screen or are you just on me? I'm just on you. Oh, some good good stuff.
2: I mean, I can jump on your screen. You want me to jump on your screen?
0: No, I mean no. I mean, I, I'm looking at TA and preparing for the TA section. There's some cool stuff happening. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited to talk through that because there's a lot happening there. But uh, we what do you want to talk about, Zach? Definitely not high. Zach? Dude, I'm talking about some
2: fantastic you know, production over here.
0: Dude, I don't know what I, I... Maybe I had caffeine or something. My eye just started twitching, too. That's always fun. Yeah, I mean, I have caffeine shanks all the time. Yeah. Did That's we
1: get Jeb zero. fixed? Yep. Is it working? Sweet. We're good? Here, let's hey. try this now. Cool beans. All right, jump on my screen. Let's see if we can find it. Elon buys Twitter, sitting at a number that I'm not even going to attempt to read is bouncing around. You may be tempted if you're new to the cryptocurrency space to buy this. Don't. (laughs) Just just do yourself a favor. Don't. This is what we call a meme coin right here, guys. It was founded a grand total of uh, 24 hours ago in three minutes. So I would not go buying this, but it's funny. You know, there's plenty of jokes in crypto, but jokes don't make you millionaires. Investment in your education and investment in your disciplines will. So be very disciplined in not buying something just because it's up 2500% in a day. In fact, if you see anything up 2500% in a day, probably a good idea to not buy it and steer clear of it. Now, Ethereum's down 2.63% in 24 hours, down 2.62% in 7 days, currently sitting at $2800, Binance coin sitting below 400, Solana sitting below 100, Luna sitting at 90, Cardano sitting at 85, Avalanche sitting at 69, and Doge looks to be one of the only cryptocurrencies that is up right now. It's up 3.84% We're going to talk about why here in
0: just a minute <laughs> I think, are we still struggling that uh, yeah connecting? i don't
2: I, it's it's on a lag right now so there's a there's a little bit of condition with this computer I don't it's, know it's if, not getting his his screen up you can't see what he's doing no we can see the screen it's just like 30 seconds behind
0: what?
1: Oof! Yeah, that's weird. Is there a way to go in the, setting and check, in the settings and check the uh, yeah, yeah, if there's an interval and, there? Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, technical difficulty. It could be that it got converted from milliseconds to seconds when he was trying to sync everything or something. Right. I don't have no idea. Yeah. Well, while he's working on that, I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about what Bitcoin's doing. And we can just kind of— It might be podcast form today. Just. Discussion. I was about to say, it might just be podcast form today. That's all right. You're stuck with my face. So we can go ahead and talk about this. Right now, we can—you know what? I have an idea. I have an idea, Tim. Yeah. What if we switched the show and did all of the discussion first and the analysis second instead of... Yeah, the, I mean... Uh, so, because the discussion we can do is a talking head segment while he works that out.
0: What do you think about I, that? Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> with where YouTube is right now, where the way crypto is, uh, you guys can know this too. Uh, people even commented on last week. Views are so down. I know that everyone we have in chat right now, they're very faithful. They're, yeah. they're going to go with us wherever we go. So uh, today's Donde? different. This isn't the new trend. But Whoa. you know what? We're going to discuss stuff first, talk about Bitcoin later. Because again, I am Love excited it. about the TA. There is some cool stuff there, but the discussions are cool too. Love it. Well, let's go ahead
1: and start with that. I'm going to go ahead and read you a bit of an article here. Did the Central African Republic adopt Bitcoin as legal tender? Here's the 411 is what the article says. If you want to follow along, I just read you the title. It's over on Bitcoinist.com. While he's working on getting that back up, we will discuss this and start running through all of our discussion. Then we'll get into our technical analysis a little bit later. We have a lot to talk about on TA. And if we have to, we can, we can describe it verbally and work this out after the stream. But I think we're going to be able to get that fixed. As it turns out, the Central African Republic did not adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Yesterday, a Forbes Monaco article, took the Bitcoin world by storm. It said the African country had followed El Salvador's footsteps and adopted Bitcoin as a currency within its borders. The weird thing was, no other major outlets picked up on the news, not even Forbes' main site. Also, the article mentioned Bitcoin in the title, but later on switched and talked about cryptocurrencies in general. What did the Forbes article say about the Central African Republic? The Ministry of Digital Economy, Post Services, and Telecommunication, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name, I'm going to butcher it and upset somebody. And the Minister of Finance and Budget, again, I'm not even going to, Nagano Go. It's Nagano Go. Welcome to the world of reading. Nagano Go. Never seen before. Nagano Go. I think I actually got that. Kalixte Naganago initiated and submitted the draft law establishing both the legal framework for cryptocurrency regulation and Bitcoin as an official currency in the Central African Republic. However, there is a little bit more to this story. And, uh, Tim, do you kind of want to break down what's going on here? We've seen that – I I can just read right here. An economic agent is required to accept cryptocurrencies as a form of payment when offered for the purchase of a sale or good or service. And all offenders to the provision of this law will be – Poss- will be will be possible a prison sentence of 20 years together with a fine of between 100 million and 1 billion uh, CFA I think that's Central African Republic francs. what's going on here
0: I think I think the important thing to take away from what we see in this article obviously this weekend that was the big stuff I saw it over Twitter like I th- I think this came out Saturday uh, I can't remember the, like I said the weekend was long it ran together but it, people got really really bullish Jeb they, they were thinking oh man here's another court country that's making it legal tender it's just like El Salvador first of all I think the stats are there if you look at them at the bottom this it's not that larger country I think they're ranked number uh, 180 out of 195 countries for the world GDP. Yeah, yeah. GDP. Global it, G- GDP GDP so it's not that big and also we're kind of figuring out you know t stream was walking into this morning <coughs> They, they really don't fully understand what they're doing. It's not the same thing as El Salvador. This is mostly just saying you can use crypto, and they're making it so that if you refuse service based off of not accepting crypto, that you could be in trouble. But I don't know if this is the exact same thing as what we see in El Salvador. First of all, it isn't the same thing we're seeing in El Salvador. Uh, secondly, I don't think it's going to... As... as As small as El Salvador was uh, in terms of their GDP contribution to the rest of the world, this was even smaller. So I think a lot of people expected this news to come out and be bullish and us just – start seeing some green candles because we have another country adopting crypto. That was kind of not necessarily all true. This not legal tender necessarily. It's just saying you can use it there. Uh, I think we need to see a couple more things develop from this. And I think we need to see some other countries around there, uh, begin to use crypto as well for it to become significant as a whole, as a whole, I think it, it's, it was a FOMO article it is really what I'm getting away from it. Uh, I think people were tired of bad news. I think people wanted to see something good happen. This article was released. It wasn't all true at first, saying it was legal tender. Again, I'm seeing that as... as FOMO. It's as sad as yep. that is.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. That's what it looks to be. And by the way, guys, if you're enjoying today's show, make sure to smash that like button. Thank you so very much for tuning into the show. We very much appreciate your attention and your support. Thank you to all of our members who are in the chat. And make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We're bringing you a constant 24, not 24 7, seven day a week content. I'm sorry, I was studying CNN earlier in their history, and I was looking at 24 hour news and how it destroyed the United States. Not trying to throw shit. <clears throat> Maybe I am. But we are bringing 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 you content seven days a week and we would love to have your support in that make sure to hit that subscribe button let's go ahead and talk a little bit about sailor because as you guys know michael sailor he's come on the channel He is one of the largest holders of Bitcoin, except actually he is the largest holder of Bitcoin besides Besides Satoshi Nakamoto, as in Michael Saylor and the company MicroStrategy that he is the chief executive officer of. There have been rumors circulating that he actually has been selling his Bitcoin. And by he, I mean MicroStrategy is selling their Bitcoin. Peter Schiff tweeted this. On April 23rd at 7.51 p.m. Eastern, I have been reading some articles about Saylor pumping and secretly dumping his Bitcoin. While this is certainly the smart thing to do, it's highly unethical and given his position at MicroStrategy may even be illegal. I wonder if there is any truth to these rumors thoughts. So here's the deal with that. The problem with what Peter Schiff just said is that, one, he's a very biased source. If you guys don't know the whole yeah. Peter Schiff-Michael Saylor feud, I mean, these two these two just need to get married already. They hate each other. That I'm just joking. These two are always going back and forth because Peter Schiff is a gold bug. He loves gold, but he refuses to debate Michael Saylor because he thinks Michael Saylor is stupid. And Michael Saylor doesn't want to entertain Peter Schiff because he thinks Peter Schiff is hard-headed. So there's 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 just this feud of gold versus Bitcoin going on that's been going on for a couple of years. I watched in in preparation for my interview with Sailor, I watched a, uh, an interview that Saylor did on Patrick Bed David's channel, ValueTainment, and they actually invited Peter Schiff onto the ValueTainment channel. And Peter Schiff responded to the ValueTainment channel allegedly. This is what uh, P- uh, Patrick Bed David said. Uh, he said, "If you get me a private jet and fly me in, then sure, I'll debate him." And uh, they've, they've ho- he, uh, Patrick said they've hosted a, a couple hundred people on their interviews, and never once have they been asked for a private jet. So that was a very interesting statement. The point is. Peter Peter Schiff and Michael Saylor really, really, really don't like each other. And this tweet certainly shows it. I've been reading some articles about Saylor pumping and secretly dumping his Bitcoin. While this is certainly the smart thing to do, it's highly unethical. And given his position in microstrategy, may even be illegal. I wonder if there's any truth to these rumors' thoughts. It's not entirely clear what he's talking about. Whether he's talking about Saylor, who owns around fifteen to 17,000 Bitcoin, pumping and dumping his bags, or Michael Saylor's company MicroStrategy
0: pumping and dumping its bags. Yeah, no, if you go into the tweet, so I actually saw it, I saw it like 30 minutes after he posted it, and people were responding. There were some people backing him up and saying, yeah, Michael Saylor's a criminal, and there's other people saying, what are your sources? Schiff went on to say, listen, if you just Google Michael Saylor sells his Bitcoin, which of course now if you Google Michael Saylor sells Bitcoin, it's good. Gonna- yeah. Tell you about how he came out and said uh you know that's that's false but at the time supposedly there was articles there but he even went on to say he responded to someone else said i'm not saying it's true i i i'm there you, you have to prove to me it's true i was just asking a question what if it is and it's like all right you know peter that's that's dishonest Go back to your tweet. That was a smear tweet. That is a clear, you know exactly what you're doing. You probably knew it was false, but you know that you have an audience that does not like Bitcoin, that does not like Michael Saylor, and you want to continue this narrative to to throw his name in the mud. You knew that people just jump on a story. They don't look for evidence. They don't look to see if something's true before they just say, oh, well, I saw Peter Schiff say blah, 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 blah." therefore it's true. This is, this is clearly a very almost... I, dare I say, immature tweet from Peter Schiff just because he doesn't like Bitcoin, he doesn't like Michael Saylor. He jumped on the first bite knowing it was false, but knowing he could create a narrative around it.
1: Absolutely, I completely agree with you. And if you read the tweet further, some of the things that he said were pretty startling. Ferris said, we're going to need to see some sources, sir. Yeah. Just Google Saylor, the articles will pop up, Peter Schiff said. Yeah. Then Candace B with uh, the B looks like the Bitcoin symbol. Actually, this is quite an accusation to put out publicly. I would say that's even... Mm, I I take that back. I won't say that, actually. I'm not accusing him. This is what Peter Schiff said. He said, I'm not accusing him of doing anything. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've been falsely accused myself. I'm just asking what others think about these rumors. Maybe there is more information out there to either support or refute them. So here's the thing. If you're going to tweet something negative about somebody, maybe get some confirmation on Mm -hmm. it first because damaging somebody's reputation when you don't know what you're talking about is not exactly a good look for you and it certainly isn't the kind of thing that we want to be uh you know supporting on social media because that's one of the places that some of the major problems in social media come from but here's the thing michael saylor if he was selling micro bitcoin would not be able to just sell micro bitcoin he would have to be selling uh, MicroStrategy's Bitcoin uh, over-the-counter, which means that it would need to be trade. Uh, excuse me. It doesn't matter if it's over-the-counter. It would need to be reported to the SEC via filings. Every time that MicroStrategy buys Bitcoin because it's publicly traded, it has to do a securities filing. It has to file with the Securities and Exchange Commission. MicroStrategy owns, if I remember correctly, about 135,000 uh, Bitcoin. Michael Saylor himself owns about 15,000. It doesn't make any sense. That he would be selling one, but not the other. And if he was selling, then he would be making uh, those uh, reports to the SEC, or he would be in very big trouble with the SEC. If you look at some of his interviews, he's talked about how MicroStrategy spends $20 million a year alone to maintain its disclosures to the Securities and Exchange Commission because it's a multi billion dollar publicly traded company. If they were buying, and, excuse me, if they were selling Bitcoin and they weren't reporting it, he. He stripped of his command as CEO and put in prison like there are huge implications for not reporting that kind of thing. does not play around and they do have the power of the law on their side. So Peter Schiff, he said, I wonder if there's any truth to these rumors, thoughts, fair enough. Maybe ask some of your peers and not Twitter, because what it looks like to me is that you're trying to stir up drama to get yourself attention. And quite frankly, I suppose it worked because I kind of brought it up here on our channel. The point is we are in a society that is innocent until proven guilty. And I don't think Michael Saylor has been proven guilty personally. What are your final thoughts? On that, let's see. We got some echoes
0: going on. We got trying to adjust the audio. I think we got a couple different things here so repeat that one more time I'm so I'm dealing with Kelly and uh and Zach on the volume thing Whoa, can you repeat the question
1: yeah sorry what are your final thoughts on the Peter Schiff I, I, situation I and
0: I I kind of stated it, so I'm not going to restate it too much more I, I think that this was a, a taking advantage of a situation he does not like the guy he found something he could throw at the wall and knew that as much as it wasn't going to stick factually he was going to get enough people to go with him so he just ran with it the uh, immature is what I would really put it at for Peter Schiff
1: yeah I would completely agree so we're going to go ahead and move on here just a little bit GPUs get cheaper as ethereum switch to proof of stake gets closer I'm going to go ahead and read something very very briefly but i'm also going to go ahead and set up something for uh can you enable screen sharing real quick Sm- uh, sorry not smack so you just <laughs> may being in the production seat zach yeah, we're setting great. up a back-end little uh, uh jerry-rigged solution to being able to uh do our screen sharing so we're going to go ahead and z- use a zoom call if you can enable oh, that yeah. then i can go ahead and do that there we go got the screen share going tell me if that's working are you able to see that Hold
2: on, give me two seconds, and I'll go ahead and fix that all. Yeah, time. take your time.
1: I'll go ahead and read this while you're doing that. GPUs get clo- uh, get cheaper as Ethereum switch to proof-of-stake gets closer. The network's anticipated switch to POS has been pushing prices for graphics cards down. This is very interesting. A lot of people don't know this. NVIDIA is the largest producer of chipsets of, uh, chip of uh, graphics cards in the world. And due large in part, oh, do we we have it? Do it. Good deal. Awesome. Due large in part to the growth in Bitcoin and Ethereum mining, Nvidia, which is the producer of these graphics cards, has increased its market capitalization since 2019 by 500 percent. They were sitting down here between 80 and 100 billion dollars, rallied all the way to 800 billion dollars in November of 2021, at the height of the Bitcoin bubble—not bubble, excuse me—at the height of the Bitcoin rally. I'm sorry. We saw NVIDIA was sitting at a nearly $1 trillion market capitalization. This company was m- more valuable then than Bitcoin is now. They are one of the major companies that produces chips and processors. that are used in miners. And as we can see, the price of miners have started to come down because the growth on the Ethereum hash rate, ne- uh, the, the the daily hash rate growth on the Ethereum network has stalled. Instead of seeing massive daily growth, it has started to go down, and that is because people are getting ready for the fact that Ethereum 2.0 is around the corner, hopefully, and that means that if you are starting to get into mining, you're not going to have the time to actually uh, get a return on that investment. So you have to be a little careful about doing too much mining on ETH. So that's an interesting story. We're going to go ahead and keep moving here. There's a few other things that I want to talk about. I think I need to go ahead and go over here to Watcher. Watcher.guru is a Twitter account that breaks down and reports on a lot of different news on uh, the cryptocurrency in the NFT space. And they, say, and they see here, Bre- and this is our biggest story of the day by far, breaking Twitter to accept Elon Musk's offer of $43 billion as early as today.
0: Tim, do you think Musk is actually going to go through with this? I, I think we need to see a couple more articles. Let, let's watch this develop the rest of the day I'm sure we're gonna talk about it tomorrow if especially if it happens today what I do know I love Watcher.Guru I think I'm I think I was the one who first found them here on our team uh, got T-Shroom on it and stuff. I, I I can't quote me on that. I don't know if that's factual. But what I do know about Guru, as gray as they are at breaking news, kind of similar to a lot of other stations of break news, they sometimes break news with the flashy headline and don't go into the details. Same thing we just saw with that country, what is called the Central African... I can't remember Yep, you know, Republic but, of the Congo. But, but remember the Republic it, it, the headline is they adopt Bitcoin as legal tender you dive into it it's not that simple It's actually more goes into it I want to see more sources about the details of that happen uh, Guru definitely heard something there's definitely something happening uh, there's there's potential there but I wouldn't take that and just say well Guru said it so therefore what I love to do with Guru, and I do recommend people follow them on Twitter watch them post headlines and then go do you're digging and find your own sources, find your own research. Um, but I think it would be really cool. I think the precedence this could set for crypto, obviously we've talked about this on the show the last couple of weeks with... Uh, With the concept of DeFi, with the concept of decentralized systems, with the concept of allowing people to have free speech, this obviously would be massive if Elon actually got a hold of Twitter. We know the Dogecoin community, I'm sure there's some of you guys in chat, would love to see this. It would be a massive boost for Dogecoin, even though they're already up, was it 9% uh, from this breaking news? You know, that could go up even higher. We would definitely have to talk about Dogecoin way more often because like it, hate it, or wherever you are about Dogecoin, if Elon Musk owns Twitter and if that takes mass adoption... It's going to come up and it's going to be used. And whether you think it's a stupid coin or whether you think it's a great coin, it deems being talked about with that kind of mass adoption. I want to see what happens there. But I will say, like I said, as much as I love Guru. I wouldn't just take it at face value and say, oh, well, Guru said it, so therefore we're going to see this yeah. happen. I want to see more sources come out, and I want to see the yeah. details play out.
1: But, well, the good news is there are a lot of people talking about this right now. I have one up here from ArsTechnica.com, which is a tech magazine that uh, that uh, a lot of people will follow, and it's talking about right here, Musk obtained financing and met with shareholders. Musk's first offer for buying Twitter was contingent upon completion of accept, uh, of anticipated financing. On Friday, he revealed, Friday, that'd be this last Friday, that he has $46.5 billion Dollars of financing lined up. I want to know, what. how do you go into a bank and just say, hey, I need $50 billion. Can you spot me? Like, Where do you get $50 billion of financing from? That's what I want to know. He was yield farming it. He was yield, he was yield farming it. There you go. He, was, he probably signed up for ClubDeFi.com and figured out probably, how to trade yeah. and invest in Bitcoin and crypto. And then he financed <laughs> it himself. That's probably what he did. I bet he's one of our beta testers under a fake Gosh. name. Anyway, the financing was a turning point for how Twitter's board viewed Mr. Musk's bid of $54.20 a share. Guarantee you that number is not an accident. Enabling the company's 11 board members to seriously consider his offer, the New York Times wrote today, citing two people with knowledge of the situation. That's how most reporting goes nowadays. There's a guy who knows a thing. So let's take his word for it. This is all unconfirmed, just so you know. This is all, as far as I'm concerned, speculation because we're citing unidentified sources. On Friday, Musk met privately with several shareholders of the company to extol the virtues of his proposal while repeating that the board has a yes-no decision to make, the Wall Street Journal wrote, adding that Musk had uh, made his pitch to select shareholders in a series of video calls with a focus on actively managed funds, yada, 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 nobody cares. Musk has been questioning the Twitter's commitment commitment, hmm, Musk has been questioning Twitter's commitment to free speech principles in his initial offer which we actually read on the channel with his filing to the Securities and Exchange Commission. He wrote, I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe, and I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company, and he's gotten a lot of backlash from different people. For example, the chief executive officer of Reddit said at one point that if he does buy Twitter, he's going to be forced to censor things, and he's not going to like doing that. He's going to realize that it's a lot harder to run a free speech platform than he thought, yeah, which yeah. is a very interesting point. What do you think um, Elon Musk is going to run into when or if he does buy – at this point, it seems like when he buys Twitter. Is he going to be able to really make this total, completely decentralized free speech haven, or is he going to be forced by regulators or even by the mainstream to actually censor things even though he doesn't want to?
0: Well, I, I can say there, that's the point. I don't know where people think that there's gonna be a complete freedom of speech, meaning you can literally say whatever you wanna say. He even talked about in his buy in when he was talking about buying it, he said, I want us to reconsider permanent bans and how long people are taking off. He, he, it's still a private company. He still have ownership of it. There will be some form of centralization. Well, nice. uh, there, I mean, sorry, a censoring. He, there will be people who temporarily lose their accounts. There will be people who post things and those things get taken down. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that if people think this is a great solution and that now Twitter is going to be a space where you can say whatever you want to say and get away with it, no, that's not the case. As long as a company is owned by a centralized person – you're always gonna have a case for potential uh, censorship. Now, I do think that censorship will get better. I do think there'll be a longer leash. And like he also said, the their review process for permanent bans, like we've seen several celebrities, and, and I know people like to talk about the celebrities on the right. There have been people on the left who also have been permanently banned from Twitter and other platforms like this. I think that case is gonna go down significantly. I do think they're gonna allow broader, uh, ex- uh, broader, broader I'm trying to think of the words to say, it. but just things you can say. But if the, if people think it's going to be 100 percent freedom of speech, no, that's not going to exist in a privately owned company. There's still going to be some form of censorship.
1: I think he'd do himself a very big service to clarify that before he buys it, because what may be going on right now, and I'm not saying he's intending to do this, is he's setting up this. Um, idealistic point of this idealistic perspective that, oh, I'm going to buy Twitter and it's going to be totally freedom of speech and everybody's going to be able to say whatever they want. That I don't think is really what he's getting at. So it'd probably be good if he got it, if he came out and stated in excruciating detail what the purpose of buying Twitter is, because I think you're right. I think that's what's going to happen. However, the mainstream didn't hear that. They heard, oh, freedom of speech. Period. Full stop. I'm not making a comment on whether or not it should be that way. All I'm saying is that the public, I think, is hearing one thing that Elon Musk might not actually be saying and is going to turn into a PR nightmare for him if he's not careful. One of the things that you also have to watch out for is that. If Elon Musk does buy Twitter and he realizes, oh, wait a second, Twitter was right, I was wrong, what does that do to the future of the social media space when we're looking at somebody who came in and said, oh, I'm going to make this thing freedom of speech, and three years later he realizes, oh, crap. I have to do everything Twitter was doing anyway, yeah. and then it validates all of the people that want to censor, and it actually only backfires because Freedom of Speech, one of their biggest advocates, I'm using scare quotes because we don't really know whether that's true or not yet, they found out, oh, wait a second, all the people that are trying to censor are, are right. Is that a concern that you have, Tim?
0: No. I mean, not necessarily. I I, get I think it'll be a lot better. And I'm even watching the chat. People are saying that he clarified he wants to work alongside the law. So, like things like death threats or other things going to be said. I, I think this is one of those things we'll never know until we actually see it. The, the precedence of a single man. Uh, or the presence of a single entity having control over something is never great. But again, it's a private business. It's a bit, even when it was public, it's a business. Uh, That's a centralized system. I I, I do think this is gonna be a net benefit. It's gonna be a plus. But I think, especially thinking about things like, if you guys were at Bitcoin 2022, or if you watched any of those keynote speaking uh, speeches, uh, Jordan Peterson gave... My favorite speech of the whole thing. But it wasn't necessarily this hype-fest, Bitcoin is the greatest. He pointed out, he said, listen, there are problems with this world, Bitcoin will solve some of these problems, but if you think we will not create new problems, if you you think that we won't have new issues uh, with Bitcoin being the future, you're kidding yourself. Same thing, Elon taking over Twitter, I think it's going to be a net benefit. But if you don't think there will be issues, if you don't think that there'll be problems that come along with it, you're also kidding yourself. This is a very, very imperfect world. It's not about getting to a place of perfection. It's not about getting to a place where everyone is uh, in a, living in a la-la land. It's about minimizing those bad things. And I do think that'll be a, a net benefit. But again... I think we won't know the problems until they smack us right in the face, and then we're going to have to deal with them then.
1: One of the best things, and this will be my final thought, and then we're going to move on because we're running a little behind. One yeah. of my one of the final things that I'll say is that one of the best things that, that Elon Musk could do as CEO of Twitter would be to create something that a lot of people have been talking about for half a decade called a, a digital bill of rights, basically saying, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do, this is what we commit to do, this is what we commit not to do, and we're going to put it before you and sign it so that we are held to this standard. In war, you have the Geneva Convention. In law, you have, well, the law. On social media, these companies are running free and doing whatever they want, which they're companies. They're allowed to do that. I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to trample on their right to do that, but the problem is when you become so large, you have 90% market dominance like YouTube does, you are basically a public utility. Yes, you're a company, and I'm not for a second saying these social media companies should be run by the government. That's not what I'm saying. But wouldn't it be so much better for the companies and their PR and for the people and their trust of those companies, which, if they want to live in the 21st century, are basically forced to use, if there was a statement that was held to and signed that maybe Elon Musk buying Twitter could come out and create and say, hey, Google, hey, YouTube, subsidiary of Google and Alphabet, hey, Facebook. Hey, Reddit, hey, anybody, this is what we say we're going to do. This is what we say we're not going to do. We're going to sign it. We're going to hold ourselves to it, and then we're going to to invite public accountability if we don't do it. That's something people have been talking about for a very long time, and I think that Elon Musk is uniquely positioned as – Probably he's probably the best positioned human being on the planet right now to make something like that happen. So I appeal to Elon Musk, create something like that. Mm -hmm. Let us know what the standard is, because there is no standard right now for what flies on social media. And wouldn't it be a whole lot
0: better if there was one? Yeah. I agree. Well, we got some super chats we can Let's go and dig into before. Again, weird show. If you guys are just joining in, we had some technical difficulties, so we did discussions first, went over uh, stories. We're going to do TA here in just a second. Uh, we actually have one super chat that I see, unless one snuck up and I didn't see it. Elliot Locke said, test for Tim. Flip the script. Have Jeb speak the TA and have Tim's screen up and him follow along, showing us what Jeb is talking about, like Jeb did before Tim's screen could be shown to us. That's absolutely true. That is what used to happen. When Jeb would throw it to me and say, Tim, what are you seeing on the charts? We did have access to put my screen on and uh yeah, yeah so i would narrate it jeb, had the, jeb had the job of trying to figure out exactly what i was saying and uh yeah we've, we've upgraded since. Then. but elliot as great as an idea that is we got the screens working so there will be no need for that today but that's a funny idea let me scroll and make sure we didn't miss anything else uh slow day you know slow day in crypto jeb what are your thoughts i mean while we camp out here what are your thoughts right now about uh the crypto YouTube space. We were looking through it this morning. Yeah. And it seems like literally down. every channel everybody's has been obliterated down. compared to
1: what they used to get. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at, I'm not going to, literally everybody's down like 70% on their viewership. Yeah. The, and that's not their fault. Everybody's mm-hmm. making better content than ever. It's just a matter that the market's boring. You know, you know, you got uh, the BitBoy channel, they're down to like 3 or 4 million views a month. They were like 17 million You know, they're still making content. Altcoin Daily is down to like, I want to say two to three million. They were doing like eight, nine million a month. You know, banter, they're sitting around three million, four million. They were up at like seven or eight million. Our channel was sitting at two million. We're down at like 800,000 to a million. A lot of people are getting just kind of wrecked on YouTube. And you know why? It's because a lot of people, and this is a great segue back into the technical analysis. A lot of people that were in Bitcoin for the wrong reasons are not anymore. They're not in Bitcoin anymore because they were in Bitcoin for the wrong reason. You know, I I talk about this whole concept of the why quite a lot. I read a book that changed my life and definitely changed the course of this company called Start With Why by Simon Sinek about a year ago. And it basically postulates that if you don't know why you do something, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. If you don't know why you're in Bitcoin and you don't have a very good reason for why you're in Bitcoin, then you probably shouldn't be in Bitcoin. Or when the storms come, you're going to leave and you're going to say, "Okay, Bitcoin's in a correction. I'm bored. Peace. And that's what we see happen. We saw literally millions of people, probably Ten to 100,000 people a week joining the cryptocurrency space every single week, uh, as I said, during the months of July, August, September, October, and November of 2021. And then we've seen probably about an equal number of people leaving the space. So many people got into the space for the wrong reasons, and then they left. I talked about this on the Allcoin Daily channel with, with Austin a couple of days ago. I just did a video with them, shot it on Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Oh, it was Wednesday. It went out Thursday. So go and watch their channel. That video, I think, turned out really well. But in the video, uh, I talked about the reason why Bitcoin would go up and the reason why Bitcoin would go down. If Bitcoin goes down, it goes down for one reason. It goes down because the people that are buying Bitcoin forgot why they buy it in the first place or they never knew to begin with. What do I mean? When you're buying Bitcoin, you are buying a piece of digital sovereignty, of financial sovereignty. You are buying the next generation of digital living. What you've bought is the ability to have sovereignty and scarcity online. Before Bitcoin, there was no such thing as scarcity online, so nothing could have true value online without a third party saying that it does. And by the way, as we've just talked about on social media, if a third party guarantees your value, then do you really have any value at all? That's the question with things like YouTube channels. YouTube channels are great. The following is very real and tangible. But the megaphone with which we speak to our audience is governed by a third party that could shut us down at any moment. We've had our channel deleted with absolutely no cause luckily we had recourse and we were able to get it back but the powers that be could just say, okay you're out of business and all 13 of our employees native 8 of our contractors could be out of a job tomorrow if YouTube said that. Ah, forget it. That's part of the reason we built Club DeFi because nobody can shut that down. That's one of the reasons that we've done that is so that we have a backup. Mm-hmm. The point is, if you're buying Bitcoin because, oh, it go up and to the right, you bought it for the wrong reason. Bitcoin was not designed to make you rich. It was designed to make you free and sovereign over your own wealth because there is no way to store money into the future sovereignly and store money into the future securely without Bitcoin. It's impossible. You cannot do it. When I say store, I mean store with 100% security that it's not going to evaporate through a thermodynamically unsound system such as the evaporation of the money through fi- through inflation. Here's the problem with the inflation of the US dollar. You got 100 gallons of water, and it's leaking 10% of that water every single year. In 10 years, you have no water left. That's what the currency is doing right now. It's leaking. It is leaking parabolically and asymptotically approaching zero dollars in zero anything in value because all the money is evaporating to God knows where. Most of it's going to the pockets of the politicians and the elite, Mm. especially the people that are printing the money especially the government, to redistribute it in the way that they see fit, which is not a very sovereign system. So if Bitcoin goes down, Bitcoin went down because people forgot why it was created in the first place and they never invested in it for the right reason in the first place, or they're just selling it for goods and services. That's possible too, yeah. but that's normally not why Bitcoin's going down. If Bitcoin goes up, it's going up because people remembered why it exists. So when we see the viewership on YouTube very low, when we see the retail interest very low, what it means is that the prices in November of 2021 were inflated by people that they were in the space because there was a lot of money to be made. We were making money and making gains because we were making money and making gains. And you can't make energy out of nothing. You can't make value out of nothing. It has to be rooted on something. Bitcoin is a digital system that stores value, but if the value in the system is only there coincidentally... And conditionally, then it's going to leave. But if it is here for the right reason, if it's here because it actually understands the reason the, the cryptocurrency industry and market was created in the first place, it has a chance of staying. What's my point? My point is, a lot of the people that were in cryptocurrency for the wrong reasons are gone. They've left. We see it in the viewership numbers. We see it in Google Trends. We see it in Google searches. However, the people that are still here, you guys, are here for the right reason. So one... Yeah. Be very happy, be very glad, because you probably get it in a way most of the people that were here six months ago didn't. Not knocking them. Maybe they had something better to invest in. You know, good for that. I'm not attacking anybody, but I am saying I don't know if they understood Bitcoin, because if they did, they'd probably still be here. If you're still here, great. Be careful about leaving because you were part of the people that understand and you want to make sure you stay in that because Bitcoin is extremely profitable and is, and is going to help you into the future Tim, do you agree with my statement that if Bitcoin goes down it's because people forgot why it was created in the first place?
0: I mean absolutely and I, and I think that what we're what we're gonna see right now I think this actually should be one of the pieces of evidence used to, to defend what we've been talking about on this channel is the floor People keep con- they get concerned every single time the price of Bitcoin goes down, but guess what's going up the floor? The floor keeps rising. We're watching people move money off exchanges. We're seeing people get less interested We're seeing things happen and yet the price is still hovering pretty well. The floor keeps rising. Also, you know what? This is a great and golden opportunity to do and I'm doing this personally because in case you guys didn't know if you're new here Which probably not a lot of you. I've only been in crypto now for a little while about, about a year and a half, uh, I've been invested for two years, about a year and a half of actually doing my research. You know what right now is a great and golden opportunity to do while the charts are a little bit boring? Although today, again, I like some things happening on the charts. While things are a little bit boring, when news seems like it's the same thing, to learn and grow my understanding of the market and what's coming next. Here's what people are missing out on by not watching YouTube channels during a boring market. Despite the fact that people aren't interested, teams are still developing new technologies. Teams with these cryptocurrencies are still, as Jeb talked about, this is the future of the world. This is the future of currency. This is the future of how businesses transact with each other. People are still building, and yet, boring, like retail investors who are bored, they're starting to leave the space interest wise. In fact, this could be the most golden opportunity to get ahead of the curve, to understand the technology and to grow your base of what you can get your hands involved into to create financial sovereignty. So what I love about what's happening right now is the ability to potentially be an early adopter or an early uh, advocate of some of these newer technologies that are coming out. And I, I that's what I even, you know, working with our team, we're talking about all the time, just so you guys know, videos will be coming out really soon about yield farming. And I know that's not new necessarily, but it's a field that's not completely understood. We wanna start developing new thoughts to help teach you guys how to take advantage of cryptocurrency, how to take advantage of DeFi. Uh, and and these, this is the time when that stuff happens. When everything's interesting, When Bitcoin's price is jumping up by 15, 20% per day, all people are interested in is their profits. All people are interested in the fact that they put in $10 and that $10 turned into $20 or whatever. This time right now, the boring time when everyone else wants nothing to do with it is the golden opportunity to invest in your education, to learn, and then to become an early adopter into something that could be the future of this world. So again, I, I as much as the channel is down and you're watching all this stuff, I actually see all of this as a ridiculously golden opportunity for my investments and for you guys to be able you know you who are still watching because you're not just watching us you're watching other channels as well to learn some things that you would have never watched before because all you pay attention to before was price action
1: and crypto is getting out there the name getting out there I have, I have a kind of a little announcement for something that happened in my personal life and then we're going to talk about bitcoin I was actually looking to buy a house yesterday, and we're actually under contract right now. The first house we toured, we ended up buying, so uh, I just bought a house. Technically, we haven't bought it yet. and Haven't put any money into it, but we signed the contract, and uh, we were touring one house, and one of the people that worked on the new community, because of new construction, w- walked up to me and was like, are you, is your name Jeb? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he said, I'm Lee. Are, are you on YouTube? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I thought I recognized your voice. So shout out to Lee, by the way. I just wanted to sh- say hi to him. I don't know if he's watching or not, but Shout-out to you, my friend. He recognized me in there. Uh, He got to meet my wife, so shout-out to Lee. That was pretty cool. But one of the things I want you guys to know is that investing in your education – is very, very important, and that's why we created Club DeFi. If you guys don't know what Club DeFi is, it is the next generation of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency education. Nobody's come into the space and done it right. Nobody's come into the space and even tried to do it for the customer. Most education costs $1,500, and there's very little going on there. The good news is, Club DeFi just launched in a closed beta for only 200 members. Those signups have already been registered. It's closed at the moment, so you can't even get into it if you want to, but you will be able to soon. We have 500 people within 24 hours try and sign up. 445 minutes. We've had over 5,000 people try to sign up for Club DeFi in the last three and a half weeks since we uh, since we announced it, and when that thing goes live, there's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of people in there learning more and more about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And good news for everybody who was in the closed beta, and you actually were part of the first 200, we've actually fixed the payment processing issue, and we have 120 or so of you guys in there ever since an email got sent out last night saying, hey, it's fixed. So if you signed up for Club DeFi on that day a couple weeks ago when we announced it, and you haven't been able to get in yet because we're still working through some stuff, check your email because you got some emails that are going To explain how to go ahead and get in there, those seats are going fast, but you guys should be able to uh, get in there. Looks like it's going to be pretty great. It's really funny. One of the now now one of the next things we're working on, working through in the beta testing, is making sure our servers are capable of handling how many people are going to get in. That's a very encouraging problem to have. Oh yeah, we're going to have so many thousands of people in this thing that we're not going to be able to deal with it on the server side, which I think is going to be something that we're going to be able to fix relatively easily. That's a good problem to have and uh, speaks very highly of the community that we're building. So thank you guys very much let's go ahead and read I'm sorry not read let's go ahead and jump into some technical analysis Tim I'd love you to kick it off because I've been talking enough
0: yeah no okay so the first big thing that you guys are seeing and I have a couple things pulled up here Zach you on my chart already Sweet. All right. Well, so as the title implies, and we thought we were going to talk about this earlier, but we broke this key level of support that we set back here starting, uh, you know, depending on what you call it, it could be the 22nd of January, it could be the 23rd, uh, depends on which candle you want to look there. But this has been holding strong until now. It's not just because We've had... You know, one, two. Let's see. One, two, three, four times we had Wix break below, but we always seemed on the daily chart to close back within this channel. You know, some people, if you zoom out, have called this a bear pennant or a bear flag. Sorry, uh, again, there's reasons to to say that that's not what's happening. Hey, Tam. Oh, we're off.
2: Ooh. Yep, uh, Timmy boy, your your screen is also jank. Gosh darn
0: it. What is happening? What if I follow along with uh, yeah, them? Yeah, let's do. Let's what, do. Let's do. do, let's a do old old fa- style,
1: old fashioned. I'm gonna follow along, just so you All know right. I'm listening. It's gonna be fun. All right, Tim, you're gonna have to catch it, catch me up because I was
0: reading chat while you were talking. Yeah, I was not so, paying attention. Goodness gracious, what is we gotta figure this one out after the stream? All right, Jeb, you on the daily chart? I'm on and you're the daily looking, chart. You're looking at the, I mean, what people call the flag. We have three candles on the daily chart that have closed below this level of support. don't right. matter how you draw it, but of course, what if, if you want to make sure you're the right way? I had the 14th of March and. The The 23rd of January, the line definitely touches those two dates. It also touches this green candle right here on the 18th of April. So you're going to see the last three days uh, have all closed below. This is something that is, it's discouraging if you are a massive bull, because again, if, if we are playing out the scenario that says that this was a bear flag, we just broke it. Now, here is where it gets potentially really good. If you pull out your Bollinger Bands, Jeb, there's two things I want to talk about that are seeing some signs on the daily chart that are really good. The Bollinger Bands are constricting, but they're also, the wick that we had today has come down, touched the bottom of those Bollinger Bands, and yet we're back up. Also, if you pull out your RSI, it's not finished. It's not a closed, done deal just yet. However, as it stands right now, we're actually sitting in bullish divergence territory on the daily chart. And what I'm talking about that is that the bottom of the red candle, it doesn't really have a peak on the price action, but there's a little peak right there on the 11th of April.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that four-star of the channel. And then look at where we that are right now. Show. That
0: is downward price action, but the RSI is up. It's That's not right. major. It's not like there's this massive swing, but, but that sorry. right there is divergence, right? So if we can continue to close, and it, and actually – you. This is a funny argument, but I actually would love for this candle to close today still down here around 38 maybe low 39 but either way i want it to close low so that that confirms and the rsi stays above that level of about 34 so that we actually have that bullish divergence in the long run this would be great for the psychology of traders to say look at this there's a lot of action there's a lot of reason to think we're going back up to the upside and then boom we could have a small rally this happens from time to time it's not a done deal but just in case you guys are wondering when we break below support lines like this a lot of times people who no technical analysis, traders will say, oh, look at that, we're about to go bearish, and there ends up being a fake out, why? Because what kind of season are we in right now? a season of manipulation. I think there's a lot of different people who are gonna enter some shorts right here because of this breakout and they're doing it way too early. There's not been confirmation just yet, but they're gonna see this and say, guys, this is bearish, let me enter some shorts. And guess what whales do and institutions do that wanna have a season of manipulation? They allow that to happen and then they pump the price so they can liquidate those shorts. So to me, as much as this is bearish saying we broke out of this flag or this channel, I actually see this as a golden opportunity to go back to the upside. Even on the four-hourly chart, Jeb, if you're staying with me, we're at, we are we just came from the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. We're going back up. Now, that Bollinger Bands is kind of restricted. It's constricted. It's not great. Uh, but at the same time, this is a giving us a hope that potentially we could see a bottom. Also, our fear and greed index, which is not on the chart, so you don't even look at the chart, is sitting at 23. We're sitting by zone still. We're starting to see some FUD articles come out. If you're reading through any news station, you see someone that are good, you know, they're saying that Bitcoin is sitting in a good spot, but there's a lot of articles talking about the potential downtrend, the potential down uh, of price action. Just as the other day, back on around the 21st, I was telling you guys, I don't like what the articles are doing. I don't like how every single article seems to be FOMO. I think we're going to go back down and people didn't like that. Guess what? Now that we've come back down and we see FUD articles coming out, these are some of the tail signs of a market that's going to reverse and go back to the upside because people love to Fake retail investors out. It's not as much of a swing right now uh, because we're talking about how retail investors are going out, but the few that are still left in the space, they're being manipulated. They're being they're being they're falling to bull traps and they're falling to bear traps. This is the continuation of really boring price action. But if you are a trader, these are some golden opportunities to take advantage of where you can make some money.
1: Absolutely. I think you're totally right. And I also think that we need to make sure that we keep our eyes on the prize because a lot of people are seeing Bitcoin go down and we think, oh man, Bitcoin's been down since the twenty eighth of March twenty twenty. What am I going to do? It's been down for a month. Oh, no, I'm going to leave. A lot of people want to see the bad in Bitcoin because we're in a downtrend, but let's remember that we are technically in a medium-term uptrend, a, ter- a secondary uptrend against the primary uptrend as well. The f- the two largest trends in Bitcoin are an uptrend, i.e. a bull market, and an uptrend, i.e. a secondary movement to the upside that's been in play ever since January. So yeah, we're technically going down right now. There's a tertiary movement to the downside. That's our third layer movement to the downside that we've been in since March 28th. But the market is looking very solid, and the underlying intrinsic value of Bitcoin is continuing to grow. I wouldn't be too worried about Bitcoin. Look, Bitcoin could drop down to $30,000. And you know what happens if that occurs? Good. You know what that means? That means that we get to buy more. That means that we get to dollar cost averaging lower. That means we get to load up our bags. That is not a terrible thing. That's not a bad thing. That just means that we need more patience and that when the market does rebound, it's going to rebound even harder because it took longer to get there in the first place. As Tim said earlier, there are teams around the world working on new products, bringing more value to the space and making this space grow even faster than it ever has before. The future's bright, don't forget it. And if you're in Bitcoin for what the next week has to offer, you're in it for the wrong reason. But if you're in it for what the next 10 years has to offer, you probably could not find yourself in a better place financially, uh, in a better financial space. To make gains and also take back your sovereignty financially from the powers that be that don't have your best interest at heart.
0: Let's go ahead and read some super chats before we wrap it out. Yeah. The last thing I was going to say before we go to the super chats, I think we only have one at the moment. On the four hourly chart, if you go back to your chart one more time, pull up Luxago Look uh, at yep. look at where we reverse. You have your reverse. Um, your uh, yeah yeah. So yeah. The, that reverse band right there, that green reverse band. Oh right? yeah. Let me turn it on. The <laughs> yeah. zones. Jeb is colorblind, so mm. I'm telling you guys, it's green to him. Do, do, what do you? I can see next? it. I can see it now. I just never noticed it. Is you never it noticed is. the colors, yeah. So we had not only we have an X, that we have like a a, a a good exit your cell. We're sitting right there at that band. So on what daily on the four hourly? I was gonna say that's no on the the daily. daily. The daily is a different case again. I yeah, I don't. People don't want me to say my take on the daily. For right now though, there's hope with the four hourly chart that we could see reversal again. Yeah. If you're a DCA, right. I'm not talking to you. Keep doing your thing. If you're an investor, anytime is a good time to buy within these prices. I'm talking about traders. I think traders could make some money reading this charts using Luxalgo today. Uh, it's going to be good, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you
1: guys don't have Luxalgo, you definitely need to get it. Make sure you sign up. Coupon code JEB, JEBB, for 20% off at checkout down below. Yeah. Like you said, it is giving us a bottom signal here on the 4-Hourly Chart, which is definitely
0: encouraging. Yeah. Elliot Locke, though. We have a super chat from Elliot Locke saying, Coffee, Monster, or whatever you're drinking on me, are you guys going to make content on NFTs? Possibly do something on coffee and crypto? Mike Markle and Matt C. are whales. You can talk. To them, there's a lot. We actually have a lot of uh, fans that are, are in the NFT game. It's something we definitely want to get into. Uh, it's just, you know, making sure we're maximizing what we're doing at all times. But this is, I, I talked about yield farming earlier. NFTs are definitely gonna be something that we're gonna talk a lot more about, especially with the addition of T-Shroom and our ability to expand our research and then, you know, script videos and make sure we're bringing you the best content possible. There's gonna be a lot of different fields we're expanding into to give you guys everything you need to know to make wise investments. So Elliot, I would say NFTs, we'll do our very best to add that to the list of making sure we give you everything you need. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts over overall about NFTs right now?
1: I think NFTs right now were one of the things that was in a big bubble in 2021. I think you have some blue chips that come out. You know, you got the Bored Ape Yacht Club. You got, um, I'm forgetting the other one. Crypto punks. You got the you got the punks out there. Uh, those are the blue chip NFTs. Those are going to end up retaining a lot of their value, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are because they don't have utility. The ones that do have utility, great. That's kind of the point of NFTs. The point of NFTs is not just to make a million dollars by buying an NFT and it go up. That's one of the most toxic parts of crypto. Not the most toxic, but one of the most toxic parts of crypto is, I'm going to buy this thing, and because I bought it, it needs to go up because I bought it, right? No. The the world doesn't revolve around you. It doesn't revolve around me. Yeah. Just because you bought it doesn't mean it has to go up. So that uh, the NFT space is in a bubble. But NFT technology is massively underdeveloped. It's just that the first commercially viable application of NFTs is art, and now it's being expanded into utility. Um, it's going to be used in a lot of other things as well. NFTs are going to be a multi-trillion dollar industry before long because of what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I think that's all we have for Super Chats. And uh, yeah, we should be able to... Go ahead and wrap it up. Weird stream today, different stream, but it was fun. Definitely a weird stream. Tim, what are your thoughts
1: on uh, Club DeFi and the current state of it and how it's, and how everything's going in the back end? Yeah. Can you well, give any updates to the, so to, to the channel? Again,
0: I was really involved with the uh, production, with the content, with making sure that we're giving you guys the best stuff that you need to be able to learn crypto. I'm super bullish on that. Kelly Kellum is also now working very hard. We have a great team great team around us. Kelly Kellum is working on building you guys some phenomenal resources, not only for trading, he's working right now on building some stuff with on-chain metrics. Uh, So it's gonna be good when you guys get in, it's gonna be phenomenal. But here's the problem. When you build new websites, things happen. Things, things. you have to work out certain bugs, and then you have to make sure you do it correctly and you don't wanna crash the server. So we're dealing with that stuff right now. But I believe, I think Jeb mentioned this earlier, you guys should have emails. There should be a new way to sign up. If you've been having problems, yep. if you've been experiencing that stuff, we are working out all those bugs. Give us a little bit of time. Thank you for your continued patience because once we get this thing up and running and once we figure out all these bugs, it is a phenomenal resource. Again, I know the videos are gonna be phenomenal. Zach, speaking of definitely not high Zach, he also was the chief editor for most of them.
1: Yeah, yes. he edited most
2: of Club D. I yeah. um, I got well, to see the whole thing Yeah, Zach know, literally spent like all the all the you know long out you know, uh, video production. Guys, the best thing about a beta is you guys gotta tell us your thoughts. You tell us. I, would say, I mean, so like you don't, don't like the video like. style, you don't like the content, you Please, 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 please! Now's the time. Now's the time. Tell us now. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna do. We're gonna go back. We're gonna you know fix things that we've already done and then expand. What do you guys want? And Zach, you know, you what b- more do you want? You know what I
1: mean. You must be pretty excited for Club DeFi also because you've not only edited all 67 videos in there, you've also edited about 67 that didn't get in there because we had to reshoot so many videos because we were trying to deliver you as high quality as possible. You've spent like the last five months doing nothing but editing Club DeFi videos, haven't you?
2: Guys, my career at Crypto Jeb has been (laughs) editing these videos (laughs) completely. So That's literally
1: almost all he's been doing.
2: I mean, critique them as you will. You know, destroy me break me down but dude i'm excited man i mean the potential that we have to go and where we can
1: go i mean guys yeah. just tell us what you think it's gonna be crazy you've done a really good job zach what were you gonna say tim
0: well i mean you you said that before where are you getting 67
1: when you log into it i think it says 67 lessons in club DeFi. i don't don't bring up my screen because it's got back end stuff but i, I let me I'm look at it real quick I'm pretty sure it's 70 something it might be. I thought I said sixty seven on the side. Maybe it's
0: seventy six. Maybe will you're a little to less ch- I'm
1: I might be a little less Dixic, I don't know. Yeah, At no, well actually you be. know what?
0: I know it is because originally it was seventy seven. I remember counting it and then one video we decided to take off cause we didn't feel like it actually added any value, so we took it away because we didn't want to just have a video out there that it's was stupid. Uh, so, yeah, and it's growing. It says it
1: right here, 67 lessons. On the, You can actually go to my screen now. I think
0: someone messed up. I'm pretty sure there's there's more than that. And we're about to release, again, here, probably within the next couple of weeks, 40 different videos on trading, yeah. and that will continuously be updated. Trading courses is coming out, so that's- Yeah, when you, when you talk about 40, trading, yeah. there are so many different scenarios. What, we're, what we lay out is all the things you need to keep in mind when you're trading, and then we're actually gonna give different trading strategies and how you can utilize them. Because there's no such thing as the exact same strategy for every single person. The the part about trading is you find out from other people what they do and then you create your own strategy. So we're showing you examples of how to build that. It again, if you're especially if you want to get into trading, you're gonna love that content coming out. Uh, we had Mike Markle just uh just gave us a super chat saying Zach yeah, handled today. Great. Thanks, Mike Markle. <laughs> I was hanging for man. my guy you, and he worked support. through the technical issues. Shout I'm out. It. He said, "Not high, Zach. It's uh, Mike. It's, it's definitely, definitely not
1: high, Zach. Definitely he is not Definitely high Zach. not high. Yeah. And and by the way, j- just so we don't like send the wrong message, Zach is not a he's not a pothead. It's just a joke.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> it's because <just, laughs> the first time he came on, people thought he was people high. thought he was high because it was so of his we said demeanor. he definitely
1: wasn't. So we so, said he's yeah. definitely not high, Zach. <laughs> just really
0: <laughs> he's just a really chill so guy. Chill he's just a
1: really chill guy. He's he's definitely not high. There's no oh there's no gosh. like subliminal message there. He's just not high. That's all we're saying. Gosh. Anyway, we've also got." Uh, eight new people that have actually signed up for Club DeFi during the course of this stream because we announced that people can go and check their email so shout out to you guys by the way make sure that if you have not checked out Club DeFi that you keep it in the back pocket because it is going to be really amazing and tell us in chat in the comments support cryptojeb.com all over social media what do you think about Club DeFi do you like it do you hate it do you love it tell us what you think it is a beta because we want to continue to improve it so if there's anything we need to work on tell us that's the whole point of it being a beta that's why we didn't do a full release and that's why it's in a beta so make sure that you check it out make sure that you get pumped because we are going to dominate the education space in cryptocurrency and we cannot wait to have some of the best content that you will ever see educationally for bitcoin and cryptocurrency if you enjoyed today's show make sure to hit that like button subscribe to the channel follow us on all our social media at crypto and don't forget why bitcoin was created in the first place it was not created to make you rich it was created to make you free it was created to make you sovereign and it was created to put the power back in your hands rather than the hands of the powers that be that don't have your best interest at heart if you enjoyed today's video, make sure to tune in tomorrow because we will be going live at 10 o'clock, just like always. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.
0: Oh, I got a real good good Tune in every day at to watch live on YouTube. Follow
1: us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacDame Media.